Welcome to the Rachel Dis Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, professional helper, advocate for self-love, and fellow human being. On this week's episode of the podcast, I reflect on what it means to be intentional, as well as share my experience with creating a bullet journal from scratch. Every week, I'm learning to fine-tune this podcast, and I appreciate everyone's support, whether you called me out or simply listened to the podcast every week. Thank you. Before we get started, a quick disclaimer. While the topics on the Rachel Does Therapy podcast may be therapeutic in nature, the podcast is not a substitute for therapy. So a few months ago, I started this bullet journal and I've been using it for the whole month of September. As September comes to an end, I wanted to share a few reflections I've made. I've always been a planner and used an agenda from elementary school until now. A few years ago, I saw this BuzzFeed article about bullet journals and was kind of intrigued by the different prints and patterns people use to create their journals. It's actually quite satisfying if you go on like BuzzFeed or even YouTube or Instagram and like watch people create bullet journals, just watching the different hand writing or hand lettering, I've heard both, um, is very satisfying. But full disclaimer, bullet journals are not for the faint of heart. They actually require a great deal of planning, which is precisely why they fit in with a mindful lifestyle. And on a quick side note, while I'm talking about creating bullet journaling, I think talking about hand lettering or calligraphy um, is really important as well. A lot of posts that I have seen on social media about hand lettering often kind of draw similarities to mindfulness, particularly like um, being very intentional and focused and taking your time with the hand lettering and almost kind of inviting yourself to relax and focus on the breath with it. So you have to be very intentional about a bullet journal in terms of how you plan to use the space. You can't just start off writing, you know, one way and then flipping the script and saying, okay, I'm going to write this way or do this kind of handwriting. No, it doesn't work like that. So you have to be really intentional and figure out how do I intend to use this space and how do I intend to make the space somewhere that will help me cultivate the life that I want. I think that last part is really important because there are so many different types of bullet journals out there. There's, There are some that involve mental health where I've seen people actually create little spaces where every day they'll kind of fill in almost like graph style if you remember back in school how we had to like create the bar graphs but they'll color in for each day they felt this emotion or that emotion and it's a helpful way at the end of the month for them to kind of look back on what their mental health looked like and what things were really working for them I've also seen people do bullet journals in order to create a budget and keep themselves in check with that uh Some people also have created like self-care bullet journals where it's more focused on, you know, like making sure that they get done basic hygiene, which is also related to mental health, as well as making sure that, you know, they're getting active or creating their grocery list in the bullet journal, having different quotes and things. And of course, me being me, I created a space where I can put reflections, but I'll talk about that in a second. So... I started my journal earlier this year 
kind of with this intentional or intentionality kind of thing in mind. So by August of this year, I had roughly four months worth of pages done. So September through, uh, through December or January, something like that. And what I realized is I definitely was not prepared for this bullet journal. I wasn't prepared at all. And to be completely honest, I'm not even done with next year. But for me, this was more an experience of, okay, let's see if I can commit to this. Because part of my issue in the past with planners that were pre-planned is I would start off using them and then realize that I needed a little bit more of space or uh, design or something and then I would veer off and then completely change how I was using the planner or I wouldn't be using it the way that I needed to I'd forget all of this other stuff so I wanted to be very intentional and make sure that I kept the bullet journal very simple so that I would want to continue to use it and this particular style that I'm using has been really helpful because as a therapist I need enough space so that I can write in, you know, what client that I'm seeing that day. But I also need the flexibility that, you know, if I have a meeting or if I'm going to hang out with a friend like during, you know, normal business hours, um, then I can like put that in there and then also have the ability because sometimes I meet on the half hour to do that. I'm not going to go too into detail unless you want that, but that might be a little bit too much for you guys. So one of the most helpful pages in this planner for me so far has been my reflections page. I'm very big on self-reflection. I think that that's one of the best forms of self-care, especially because, you know, like realistically, as much as I advocate for everyone to go to therapy, you know, there are some people where therapy may not be as helpful for them or when I say therapy, I mean like in the traditional sense, you know, some people find that, you know, maybe support groups are more beneficial for them than individual therapy, or maybe depending on where they're at in their life, like that's not as helpful. And so keeping that in mind, I think that self-reflection is a pretty good way to start um, an emphasis on start. I don't think that that should be the end all be all, especially if you are getting into more like complex things that do need to be discussed with a professional therapist um, or professional helper. But I do self-reflection in many, many different ways. I I talk about it with my clients a lot. You know, I'm a big advocate for there's not a one-size-fits-all method to doing therapy or doing mindfulness. And so why should there be with you know, self-reflection. And also most of the things that I recommend for my clients, if I haven't personally tried them myself or, you know, have seen the research, I typically don't share those because I'm like, if I'm not going to do it, why would I ask you to do it kind of attitude? And so with that reflection page at the end of each month, I have two pages dedicated to reflections for that month. I'm still kind of messing around with what that how that style looks like but so far it's been really helpful when I've had you know my human moments of having anxiety or self-doubt or whatever else that I was feeling to quickly jot down you know just a thought and let it go and often when I write it down it ends up turning into 
um, you know, there's like a positive reframe or a positive twist to it. And I end up really liking it. And sometimes they even make it into my um, social media posts too. But uh, I wanted to share one of the things I wrote down for this month, which actually happened pretty early on in September. Um, I'm not going to get into too much detail, like why, but I think that um, it was really impactful for me to write this. So I wrote down, don't forget there is beauty in starting over. Even if you're struggling now, remember there's a time where you won't be. When all else fails, shift your attention to your breath. So that was really impactful for me to say because a lot of times I fall back into this default mode of perfectionism where if I have to start something over, it feels like it's a really big deal, even though it's not. (laughs) But when I slow myself down and remember the whole point of life is to make meaning out of suffering, it's, it's really helpful to do that. And all I mean by that is we are all born a human birth, so inevitably we're all going to suffer at some point of our life. And, you know, the difference between whether that suffering is for your entire life or for just a moment or a few moments is, you know, how much you resist that pain or the reality of what you're experiencing. So Dr. Kristen Neff, who in my head is like my best friend, she's my best friend in my head, she is one of the leading experts on self-compassion, and she actually came up with the formula for suffering. And so she says that suffering equals pain times resistance. So the more you resist the pain, the more suffering you experience, and the less you resist the pain and accept it for what what it is, your experience of the suffering completely changes. Dr. Neff also encourages us to practice self-compassion in these moments. And for me, that always happens when I'm able to shift my attention back to my breath and remind myself that I don't need to keep beating myself up. I've caught myself so many times this year saying, wow, we're already in this month? Or I can't believe that this month is already over or we're already in this month. So I think that this is a really good reminder that life will continue to happen despite our best efforts to slow it down. And while we can't stop time, we can stop to appreciate the small moments when we're kinder to ourselves, you know, when we didn't dwell on the negative or or even the times when we tried something new or when we were able to be fully present in our lives. So... This is kind of where I want to ask you as you listen to this and think about what I've said. Think about where you are in your life right now. How are you showing up in your life? How are you being intentional? And if you're not cultivating the life that you want to be living, what are some steps that you can take to get there? And that's our show. Until the next one, be kind and be well. Thanks for listening to the Rachel Does Therapy podcast. Connect with me on Instagram at Rachel Does Therapy or send me an email at racheldoestherapy at gmail.com. New episodes of the podcast are available every Wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts.